everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Ready, Set, Cheer, your new favorite podcast that tells you everything you need to know when it comes to high school cheerleading. I'm Jenna Rose here with Antoinette Phelps. We're brought to you by the MHSAA and our good friends at Lord's Technological University. Undergraduate programs at LTU continue to rank as one of the best in the Midwest by the U.S. News and World Report. Antoinette, I am so excited to start this podcast with you. I mean, this is going to be something new. I don't think there's really anything else out there like this? No, I don't think there is either. I'm really excited about this. A lot of the coaches I've talked to are excited. Some high school girls, parents, everyone who's kind of been into cheerleading and even people who aren't really, you know, who don't know that much about cheerleading. I think it's going to be a great podcast to share some information. Absolutely. And I think we both set ourselves up pretty nicely for this podcast because I'm kind of coming from the perspective of I want to learn more. I've watched different competitions and they're so exciting. I can't even use words to describe the passion that I see during those routines and you're coming in with the experience. That's something that I want to bring in here in a bit. But I did want to say we have been talking about this for the last couple of weeks and for the next 14 weeks, we've planned several topics to discuss on this show. So Antoinette, what can athletes, parents and fans expect to hear on ready, set, cheer. Of course, the the big thing that's going on right now is how these athletes are navigating through COVID-19 and how they are practicing during a pandemic. That's been a topic for, I think, a lot of different sports, but definitely cheerleading. It's very hands-on and how these coaches are getting the girls to practice at home as well as the few practices that they had before we were put on this pause here in Michigan. So we'll be covering a little bit about that We have some of the top coaches in Michigan right now, high school cheerleading coaches, I should say, in Michigan that are going to be on our show, and they're very excited to be a part of it. Some college cheerleading coaches. I cheered at Michigan State, so the Michigan State coach is probably going to be the first one that we're going to interview. And then, of course, some topics around health, training, tumbling, stunting, and some recruitment, how you would make the team in high school, and then possibly, if you're thinking about it, how you would make a college team. I cannot wait to get the ball rolling on those topics, but with this being the first episode, I just wanted to take a moment and introduce ourselves, and Antoinette, again, I cannot think of anyone better to host this podcast, given your journey. You're a Michigan girl. You have a very impressive resume. Can you tell us about your experience starting for when you competed for your high school? Sure, thank you. I cheered at Nordane Prep. I'm dating myself a bit, but I cheered in 1997 to 2001, and I cheered all four years on varsity, and then my final year, I was one of the captains. I had a wonderful time cheering in high school. I had some amazing coaches that really helped me become the athlete that I was and that I became in the years following, and of course, also all the other things you get from being a cheerleader, but also playing a sport, so leadership and confidence and finding my voice and all of these other things. I cheered for the four years at Notre Dame. I was a scholar athlete in 2001. It was based on my schoolwork and also being one of the top cheerleaders in the state of Michigan. So that was 2001. Then I tried out for Michigan State cheerleading at the end of my senior year. And I cheered all four years at Michigan State. And the way that they had it split up, which I think is still pretty similar, is a white squad and a green squad. So I cheered for two years on the white squad, which is, it's kind of like a JV, but it doesn't have to do with your age. So you could be a senior on the white squad. And the green squad was more like a varsity. So I cheered my first two years on white squad. I was the captain my second year. And then I cheered two years on green squad. And I was the captain my senior year on the green squad. 
And the green squad's the one that you would see cheering, you know, at football games, basketball games on TV. So I did that for four years. And then I cheered for the Pistons after that for their playoff season. And at the time they were called workforce. Then after that, I moved to Chicago. So then I stopped cheering, (laughs) but I coached high school cheerleading in Illinois. So I did that for two years. I did some cheerleading clinics and camps and did some things at the middle school that I worked at, did some small things for the elementary school kids as well. So I I always stayed with it, but I finally in my late twenties decided to go to grad school and that's where my cheerleading journey kind of ended. But then I started doing yoga, which you can talk about that a little bit later, but I, I actually teach private yoga now. So that is obviously been shaped through cheerleading a ton. I, I definitely got a lot of cheerleading out of that into my current business. So that's kind of been my long cheerleading journey. I also cheered, you know, in middle school. So I actually started cheering in fifth grade all the way up through eighth grade. And then of course, all through college for the Pistons that year and then coached kind of a long journey. (laughs) No, absolutely. But it's going to allow you to bring such great insight into this podcast. And, you know, when you think back to the early 2000s, there wasn't really anything out there like this for podcasts. So if you think back to when you were starting out, what would you have wanted to know the most listening to a podcast like this? I think the best thing that I would want to hear is from all of the other coaches, because I think we had our perspective and our way of doing things on our high school team, our college team, but I would have loved to hear from other cheerleaders perhaps, but for sure other coaches as to how they would set up things like practices or what was important to them, how they would make the routines, how they would do recruitment for their team, as well as possibly conditioning and other things like that. So I think I would have I would have loved to hear from other coaches. And we were able to a little bit at camp when we would all get together. But then after that, we wouldn't really be able to see and interact with the other teams as much unless you were already at competition. And you just want to get that whole behind the scenes feel for what you're doing. But I'm really curious when you were talking about MSU, that you were able to go from the white team to the green team. Can you tell us what you had to change? Like what was the biggest challenge for you when it came to skills that you were developing to make that switch? I was not a gymnast and a lot of cheerleaders had either some sort of gymnastics experience or they possibly, you know, worked on their tumbling skills outside of cheerleading season. So that was something for me that was always really hard. I was not a natural tumbler and back tucks were like the thing that I just, (laughs) I could do them, but just not well. And if I stopped practicing for a couple days, it'd be gone and I'd have to start all over from the beginning. So for me, I believe the thing that was the most tricky was tumbling. So I had to do a lot of work on that. Something that came a little easier to me was stunting. I'm 5'2". I was a stunter all the way back to fifth grade is when I started. So that part came a little bit easier to me. It's kind of like a balance of skills. And then there's other things I had to do on top of it too, as far as my conditioning, my motions, jumps, and you know, there's a lot that goes into it. So I think just having the top skills in everything was very, very difficult for me at the time. You touched on tumbling. What specifically did you have to do to improve in that area? For me, it it was back tucks. So one of the things we had to do at Michigan State, and I'm seeing it now with, with the high schools, that almost everyone, it looks like, has a standing back tuck. So at the time for me, the standing back tuck was the thing that I really had to practice on. Whereas now it kind of seems like the thing that all the teams kind of just have, which is awesome. So I had to spend a lot of time, yeah, outside of the gym at gymnastic centers and with coaches and things like that, having people stay after practice with me to help me. 
And yeah, I eventually got there with, with a lot of practice and a lot of hard work. And, and then I was able to make the green squad for my last two years at Michigan State. Before we continue, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. Here's more. If you're a high school athlete with the dream of playing college sports, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports, including its newest additions, competitive cheer and dance, e-sports, women's hockey, and men's and women's track and field. Visit LTUathletics.com and recruit yourself. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. All right, you have a very decorated career. And I wanted to ask you too, you know, you've been balancing school and cheerleading for a very long time. How did you find that balance? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think a lot of athletes and, and cheerleaders in particular do feel that way. Like how, how do you balance everything? It definitely taught me time management, which was great. So there was a lot of practices in high school and in college. So I had to figure out how to be at the practices, how to be engaged during the practice, how to keep my grades up. I was always a pretty good student, which helped me, of course, in the long run. And then I, I became a teacher. So at Michigan State, the College of Education is actually, and I believe it still is, the top in the country. So I had to definitely stay at the top of my game with that so I could stay in my program. And then, you know, just everything else you would do in high school and college. You want to hang out with your friends. You need to do things with your family. Maybe you have other extracurriculars that you're working on. Time management was a really big one for me to figure out how to balance and keep everything in perspective. As someone myself who has not ever cheered, I did watch Cheer that premiered on Netflix back in January 8th. Yes. And I wanted to ask you, compared to your experience in college, would you say that that film like accurately depicts what you went through? Or does it seem like it's at a whole other level now, you know, looking a couple decades later? Oh, I definitely think those girls are, are better than what I was when I was in college. I should say girls and boys, because I know it's in college, it's, it's co-ed for a lot of places. But yeah, I think that they have, cheerleading has really stepped it up with the skills and the competition. And it seems like every year people are getting better and the stunts are getting harder and the pyramids are getting harder and everything else. So I think it was awesome to watch. It was interesting. There's definitely parts of it where I saw myself in it. I was like, oh yes, I remember that. But then they definitely have taken it to a new level, which is great to see in the sport of cheerleading. Competitive cheer is always about good sportsmanship. It's a motto the MHSAA wants to reinforce across all sports. Listen to this. Sportsmanship has never been more important between the lines in athletics and outside those lines in our communities. To listen, to respect, to understand, to practice common decency, to have competition without contentiousness. Sportsmanlike qualities are essential components of life itself. Let's all work together to not only be good sports, but good people. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. So Antoinette, you were able to navigate your way from the white squad to the green squad. Can we just kind of backtrack a bit and you tell us what it was like going through those college tryouts? Yes. So I decided to try out for Michigan State when I was a a senior in high school at Notre Dame Prep. So you kind of had to decide to try out at that time during your spring season before school started in the fall. And I'm not sure if it's still like that. So I would be curious to hear if it's the same when we talk to the MSU coach. I tried out when I was 18 then. And 
the tryout was very long. There was an interview. There was a couple cuts, I would say maybe three or four at the time. So it was kind of funny because when I first came, I think they did a clinic first before the tryouts. I was like, okay, I'm like, this is different than high school cheerleading. So I was like, I'm not sure that I'm going to be, I'm going to be able to do this. I went home, I practiced, I visualized, I did all the things I needed to do. And it was really my dad who was saying to me, you know, you need to get there and do it or not. Like you can't be half in half out. You need to make the decision and go for it or don't do it. And he was totally right because once I made that decision, like, that's it. I'm doing this. I'm walking in there and I'm going to act like I deserve to be on this team and I'm going to work hard and I'm going to acknowledge the fact that I'm probably not the best person, the best cheerleader walking into this, but I knew I was good and I knew that I had what it, ta- what it took to be good if I could keep practicing and if I could get some people on the team to help me. So... I did that. And I showed them right away that I started practicing, showing up for their clinics, showing up for their open gyms, coming every weekend, staying after doing whatever I could. And then after their first cuts, they had everyone sit down on the mat and they read off all the names and they didn't say my name. And I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, okay. And then one of the tumbling coaches like came running up to the head coach and whispered something in her ear. And then she went back up and said, oh yeah. And Antoinette Batanti. That was my maiden name. And Antoinette Batanti too. I was like, okay. (laughs) Then after that, it was good. And then, then I felt like, all right, I made it through the first cut. Then it was easier. I made it through the second cut, made it through the third cut. And then the fourth one was one with judges lined up, alumni, parents were watching. I mean, anyone could show up for it. They gave you a whole bunch of things to do. You had to tumble, you had to stunt, you had to do the fight song, you had to do motions, jumps, just whatever you would normally do, kind of in a high school tryout, but even even more so, even amped up a bit. And I remember trying out next to a Rochester cheerleader. And so anyone who knows anything about Rochester, Rochester's always been a powerhouse, really the city of Rochester, but Rochester High even has always been a powerhouse for cheerleading. And I'm like, of course, of course they would set me up with a with a Rochester girl <laughs> to try out together. And it's funny because now she is one of my best friends. She stood up on my wedding and, but it was funny. We both laugh at it all the time and we both made the team. So after that final and fourth cut, I did make their white squad that year. I believe there were somewhere between five and seven people who had made it out of a hundred, I would say. Wow. That whole experience sounds very intimidating and mentally taxing. (laughs) And I wanted to ask you, because you did have to do a lot, you had to do a lot of visualizing mentally and you had to get yourself physically ready. Would you say when it comes to the sport of cheerleading, it's more of a balance of your mental preparation or physical, or is it a, does it seem like it's a simple balance? I would definitely say it's both. Like there's this, of course, physical part of it that you you have to be flexible. You have to be able to do some of the tumbling and, you know, strong for stunting and all of that. But then there's this other part to it that, you know, you would find maybe with gymnastics and maybe some other sports as well, probably a lot of other sports, to be honest, is that visualizing part and getting yourself in the right mindset. And I think that definitely plays a huge part with cheerleading. So Antoinette, you're teaching private yoga now. Can you tell us about your transition from rigorous college cheering to going into yoga? 
when I decided to take the break from coaching cheerleading, when I was coaching high school cheerleading in Illinois, so I could go to grad school, when I was done with grad school, I was kind of looking for something to fill that cheerleading void. I was considering going back to coaching again, maybe possibly finding a team that I could be on, maybe a professional team and going down that road. But I ended up going down the yoga road and getting certified to teach yoga, power yoga, prenatal yoga, and children's yoga. So that's been really great for me because that transition from cheerleading to yoga, having the mindset, the physical part of it that we've talked about. Some of it came easy to me, like the balance, but some of it came harder to me, just like the tumbling. So I found so many similarities between the two things. And I've really been able to use my love of cheerleading to translate into my love of yoga now. So it's been great. And since we're talking about yoga, I do have to ask you, I am not flexible whatsoever. (laughs) Do you have any beginner tips for me? And I'm assuming this could apply to anyone who's listening as well. So you do not have to be flexible to be good at yoga. You actually don't even have to be good at yoga. You just are where you are, which I think is awesome. So one, if you would like to work on your flexibility, one thing I would say is practicing downward facing dog. It's the best one. It kind of targets everything. So I think that's a great place for people to start. Thank you. It's so funny. Today on my Instagram story, I put up like this motivational thing that says you will get there, but right now you're here and here is wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I guess I'll just try and be positive with the fact that (laughs) I am not flexible right now, but (laughs) thank you. I will definitely work on that down the facing dog. (laughs) There you go. Lawrence Tech is going to be starting their own competitive cheer and dance team in the fall of 2021. For those of you who are listening or just want to go on to the next level of college athletics and the sport of cheerleading, be sure to visit ltu.edu and ltuathletics.com. All you have to do is click on the Recruit Me tab and a college coach will get back with you in the span of 24 hours to 48 hours. So it's just a matter of a couple days. You put your information in. It's as easy as that. And Antoinette, it seems like such a dream to go on to the next level. Just looking back on your experience, what has been your favorite memory? So that's a great question too. And this one's, a, this one's another little funny one. So when I was a freshman in high school at Notre Dame Prep, I had just made varsity and I was having a little bit of a tough time because I was a freshman on varsity. I didn't really know anyone because Notre Dame Prep kind of had just reopened itself. So I believe they were Pontiac Catholic before. So they reopened as Notre Dame Prep and most where I went to elementary school at St. Hugo, most of those people went to Marion and Brother Rice, but they didn't have a cheerleading team. So I decided to go to Nordane Prep. I didn't know that many people. Now I made the varsity team, which was amazing. And I was so excited about it. But then there, you know, there was a freshman team and a JV team. So now I was with nobody my age. I wasn't really meeting new people. And it was just kind of a tricky time. And we ended up going to Hawaii that Christmas, my family, for something my dad was doing for work. And we watched Michigan State play in the Aloha Bowl. And I saw the Michigan State cheerleaders and they were doing some events around town. They were doing a big pep rally in the middle of a square. And I was just mesmerized. I was like, yes. And my, I remember my mom saying, oh, okay. So now, now we're into cheerleading. Okay. We, you know, we're still into it. That's good what's going on? And I'm like, I am going to do that. I'm going to be a Michigan state cheerleader. And she's like, okay, let's just, let's just worry about this whole, you know, making varsity thing and and doing this and see how it goes. And she's like, but I don't doubt that if that's what you want to do, that's what you'll do. And 
Then fast forwarding, I guess, eight years, because that would have been four years that I cheered in high school and then four more years at Michigan State, my final football game as a senior, as a captain on the MSU cheerleading team was in Hawaii. And I was doing the exact same thing in the exact same square eight years later. And it was like, you know, watching, I almost looked out into the audience, can see myself as a, you know, a kid standing out there looking up at the trailer saying, I'm going to do that one day. And it just hit me. I was like, I did it. <laughs> I actually did it. And I'm standing in the exact same place. So for me, I think that was the coolest memory from, from college cheerleading. Wow, Antoinette, I love that. And my favorite part of that story is everyone who's listening, they probably have not met your dad, but (laughs) he is so ambitious in the fact that you had that dream so early on and you got to visually see yourself in that position and go back and do the exact same thing is so powerful. And I feel like that's a true testament to all the hard work that you've put into your sport. Thank you. Yes, it was a lot of hard work. And of course, just many, many years of memories and best friends and laughs and sweat and tears and everything else. So it was an amazing journey. It was. And I can't wait to talk about it more coming up in future episodes of Ready, Set, Cheer. Again, we're going to have different topics coming up, like handling cheerleading during COVID, what you can do at home, having the top coaches in Michigan, college coaches, health and training tips, tumbling and stunting, recruitment, and so much more. We want to hear from you guys what you want to hear on this show. All you have to do is email us at ReadySetCheer at StateChampsNetwork.com. Antoinette, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today about your experience. Thank you, Jenna. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. I'm so excited to start interviewing coaches and cheerleaders and everyone else with you. And I think we're going to have a great time over the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. Again, Antoinette, thank you. And we'll see you all next Friday. <laughs>